I sounded like a huge dingus last episode, because uh, every time I laughed, I was just like, his sounded like a huge dork into the microphone. Not that I expect you to fix that, Fletch, it's just, you know. How does know. one fix that? I mean, when I did our, when I did like some of the editing for that other show we worked on, I would just mute those, or do my best to mute them. But that's a lot of extra work. Yeah. So, the other option is sounding like a dork, which is also fine, really. Yeah, I mean, like, a podcast about Karate Bugman. That's true. That's true. And murder. Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. And I'm Chris. And, uh, Evan got kidnapped by... Some Evan's f- cells are currently locked in a death struggle with other cells that are trying to eat them. Oh, I was just going to be, like, bad and just be, like, some fan guy took him or something. Gotta stay on theme, Garrett. Yeah, that that is the... I, I mean, which one's worse? Wait, what do you mean? I mean, between, like, Evan cells fighting within Evan if he's gonna, like, die or something, or being... Kidnapped by Fangire. Uh, well, the Fangires we're we're, gonna, we're talking about Amazons this week, so there aren't Fangires in Amazons. But we were talking about Kiva. That's true, but we're not anymore. At least until we do that movie in the next couple of weeks, presumably. And talk about the time that decade went there. Oh yeah, that too. Um, anyway, we watched some Amazons, and by some Amazons, I mean a singular episode of Amazons. We watched episode three of Amazons. Which still has the extremely metal name of Colony of Ants. Yeah, it's a pretty cool title. Uh, there are There is one ant in this episode. No, there's multiple. Okay, well they do poke their heads out of the doors at the end, but like... The plot of the episode involves the characters interacting with one ant. Yes. Specifically the queen. Right. Apparently there's going to be more ants next time. So. Yeah. Because ants. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. This was good. Uh, this is a fun episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm still kind of waiting for Amazons to pick up a little bit. I mean, I guess it's already had, like, some pretty intense action sequences, but I don't know. It just feels like it hasn't really established a status quo yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe it won't ever establish a status quo? I guess that would be fine. Yeah, I, uh, there was just, like, a lot of... There's a lot of, like, world building and lore and setup 
that happened instead of just other things. Like, there, I feel like there's, like, distinctly less, like, fights this episode, and there was more, more talking. There has been a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of action in the first two episodes, that's true. Yeah, so it kind of scaled back to, like, talk about things. Kind of going to the Nazma pharmacy a little bit. I, I did kind of like the twist of, uh, our, the, I forget who the guy, the guy who wears the white shirt is what's his name haruka yeah yeah i do kind of like the twist that haruka is like shows up in his amazon form and the cool guy is like hey we're gonna we're gonna fight the amazons now right that, that'll that be cool we're gonna team up and haruka's like uh no fuck you actually yeah that happens too <laughs> i didn't can't say i really expected that one I mean, who knows what he was really doing? He seemed pretty out of it. He does seem to be, like, not totally in control when he does his, uh... When he's in his Amazon form still. Right. And, like, that first time it seemed like he wasn't in full control. Because, like, at the end he kind of was like, Oh, I did things. I murdered that guy. Right. Um, I there's kind of maybe just like there's like mm, I'm gonna say like four chunks that that happen in this episode. Um, the first chunk is kind of just the following on from last episode. Yeah, the conclusion from last episode. Thank you. I don't know why it took me so long to get to those words. Um. And then there's Haruka moping in the city for a while, and uh, the cool guy talking to his girlfriend. Yep, yep. That's there's like Haruka questioning life, and Jin and Jin joking about cannibalizing his wife. Right, and then there's the the last two sequences that are pretty much the majority of the episode are the board meeting and the extermination team going into the apartment building. Yeah, and, like, those, those like, last three chunks kind of all happen, like, congruently with each other. They they cut back and forth between all of those as the episode well, goes on. Well, like, Haruka going through the, the city and then, like, the, the dude joking about eating, and, eating his girlfriend and stuff. Like, that was the previous night. The... Right, but, like, the Haruka, like, um, questioning himself and stuff, like, that, that leads into, like, that intercepts in like the boardroom area yeah yeah because he yeah he enters the boardroom and at one point and then he gets his uh amazon motorcycle because gotta have a motorcycle oh man are we gonna talk about the techno battle for the motorcycle i do kind of i did kind of love that when they put when they showed obviously a motorcycle under a tarp i'm like does he know how to ride a motorcycle i mean there's also a couple things. why is there a the from the weird pseudoscience they've established for these monsters how is there a motorcycle of them i also want to point out that like the motorcycle colors are totally jen's colors right yes they are they are definitely jen's colors um so that's interesting the motorcycle looks like it was designed for jen to ride yeah Possibly. Yeah, it does, because it matches his thing. Oh, yeah. Also, like, I forget 
if last episode if it was established that Jin worked at the pharmacy, but if it wasn't, Jin worked at the pharmacy. Oh wait, did they say that? I don't. Yeah, I don't um, think I caught them saying that. Okay, so it's when they first show the boss lady and the one guy when they're watching the footage of the two Amazon fights from the camera feed. Uh huh. Um, they're they're going on about how like how these questions are going to be um troublesome. And they specifically say Jin's name, and then like his like employee profile pops up on the screen. Oh, okay. I so gotcha. Jin was a he was a cell researcher for the pharmacy. For some reason, I thought they were talking about Haruka. No, because right? I'm bad at looking at faces. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they bring up that Jin uh, worked for the the pharmacy here. Um, also, like, to me, it, I was kind of confused if they knew that um, Haruka has the other belt or not. I am actually... It, they haven't really established where the belts came from at all yet. That hasn't come up. Um, I mean, they bring it... It comes up in passing with um, with Jin and his wife. Right, he seems to know that they have the function of letting Amazons be more controlled. So, presumably, he either worked on them himself or knew the team that did, and that's yes. how he got them? I Correct. mean, that's my guess. Also, he sure is pretty okay with letting his spare belt go. I mean, you can't wear two belts at once, that's just... He's not a Tetsuya Nomura character. So, well, hang group. Sorry. So, a I I, I want to see that happen now. Has um, there never been a Conrader show where someone put on two writer belts at once? It seems like a fairly I can't I can't pole. think of one. That that could just like be a gimmick for a writer show that there's just two belts. <laughs> I feel like it kind of would have been amazing for, cause, uh, like, wouldn't that have been a perfect visual gimmick for Zio? Cause he's clock themed too, so it would have been, he could have, like, put a, like, look, like a, a belt on for each writer, and it would have been, like, when you, like, went, like, uh, people who wear, like, a bunch of swatches up their arm. <laughs> Why do we reference swatches so often in this podcast? <laughs> But, like, yeah, like, a mini version of a belt is kind of like a swatch. So I think they missed their perfect opportunity to have people wear multiple belts already. I mean, maybe they'll still do it. I mean, two belts, it's got to be more powerful than one. Yeah, it just it just makes sense. I mean, even so, though, like, wouldn't you want to have a spare belt in case your your, your main belt breaks? Can they break? I don't know, like, space-time drivers broke all the fucking time. Waz had a room full of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Kuga belt almost broke that one time. Right, but that wasn't... But then they electricityed, and then it was yeah, fine. like, the belt was part of your body after you put it on, so it was just like, if if your body messed up, then the belt was broken. The Kiva belts never really were like, a part of the plot in the way that writer belts are in a lot of other shows. Yeah, like, the belt was more... Well, Ixa, Ixa was kind of different. Yeah, I guess, but then, like, they didn't really do much with Ixa. 
I mean, it had like the the fist fist mode where it would shoot Hadoukens. No, I mean in the sense of it being like a power that you can easily transfer between people by putting on a piece of clothing. Oh man, if if you want to see belts being passed around, I know the show for you. Uh, what show do they do that in? Fize. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Fize is real good, still. I I say this like every episode. <laughs> you do not have to convince me. I'm sure Fize will be enjoyable when we watch it. I feel like I do, though, because like... Anyway, still wrote it. I'm not gonna hold that against him. I mean, Evan will, but... P- uh, you know, even good writers do bad stuff sometimes. It just happens. That's true. Um. Anyway, Amazons. So yeah, so there's that bit with Jin, and then they talk about the belt some. In the intro sequence to the episode, when they're like... Uh, <sighs> Like, Jin, Jin and Haruka, are, like, spend a while talking, because after Haruka shows up, um, just, well, none of the extermination team know who the hell this is, or what he's doing. Uh, and Jin is, uh, yeah, like I said, he, he's like, oh, hey, you're, you're gonna team up with me. Haruka's like, uh, uh, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, uh, let's fight a little bit. Yep, and they fight. And, and like, the extermination group's just like, uh, our equipment sucks, so let's right. just stay out of this. I think, like, kind of the important bit is is there's a part where, in Jen and Haruka's fight, where a giant metal beam gets tossed at the guy who had been an Amazon and is now dead? No, it was the guy that oh, the, the other previous guy. guy ate. The other, the guy that the Amaz- guy who was an Amazon had eaten. Yeah. Right. They throw, like, a steel beam at him, and then the guy who is, like, a mole blocks it. Mamochan um, jumps in front of the steel beam and, like, catches it. And, uh, so that's a pretty cool move. But then he, like, turns out of his Amazon form, and he, like, breaks down crying. He's, like, super depressed that this guy died. Yeah. Mama is just, like, interesting, because, like... He handles emotions in a very, I guess, I don't know if I want to use the word childish, but it's the best word I can think of. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't, he doesn't, like, restrain himself at all from expressing his emotions. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, like, emotions up to ten. Eleven. Yeah. I do feel pretty bad for him, though. So. He even comes back later. He, he's He's so distraught, he can't fight good. Yeah, he's not good at at doing superhero fights anymore, since he's sad. I mean, not that he ever was good, but... Yeah, he was actually bad at it before, too. Uh, yeah, the the extermination team's bad at their job. I mean, they're given bad information and bad equipment by their employer. How can they be, be given bad equipment if they're over budget? <laughs> well, maybe the budget was inadequate to begin with. Uh, that that comes up later. The the, fa- the <laughs> there is budgeting discourse in this episode, which like I kind of love that we're gonna have a plot point in a writer show be about like, corporate budgets. That's Dude, I, just, I that's want sort like of I want like the full breakdown of what that shit is. I want to know what the budget was, like what their <laughs> salary is, and like how much the the shitty guns cost. Right, right, and like. Why did 
why are they being so tight-fisted with the budget for containing the evil monsters that they accidentally created a while ago? Especially when the president's like, Amazon sales are the fucking future. Money does not matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seems like that should maybe be a really large component in the budget currently. I, I feel like that's where like most of your profit should be going. Right, okay. So, anyway, we mentioned that, like, Jen has a conversation with his girlfriend for a while. He, this is, uh, he has this dialogue about, you know, when you have one of the belts, you turn the body of an Amazon into a weapon of precision. Uh, so, that's Which, like, um, the, the ant, queen ant lady seems pretty precise. Uh, yeah, it seems like it has more to do with your mind than the belt, so I don't know what that's all about. I mean, it's it's nitpicking. Like it, it makes enough sense. I, I meant to say your mind rather than your body, but yeah, you, you you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I do like how Jen kind of gives her a little bit of shit about like, hey, why'd you give away my spare? What the heck? Whose side are you on here? And she's like, he was cute though. And he eats a chicken. Yeah, he like uh, eats chicken. It's got like blood in it and stuff. Like, yeah, he eats it. Uh, I'm, I don't know. The the imagery of someone eating, like, bloody meat, I think might be more, like, charged in, uh, like, East Asian film than it is in American film, just because, like, I mean, my wife orders rare steaks all the time, like, it's not... <laughs> I, I feel like this is different, but okay. I mean, a little, but... I mean, I've, I've seen people, like, kill and eat things that they, like, animals in person. It's not that unusual. I mean, also fair. Then there's, like, the extended sequence of, like, Haruka just being like, what am I? Who am I? What's going on? I definitely was, he's so, uh, he's just walking around through the city all depressed, and I was like, this could really use that old Incredible Hulk theme. The music is just like it comes in like super loud for that segment too. Um, there's just something about where like the where like whatever track they put in for it starts. I'm like, oh, that's music. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Uh, I think we mentioned the soundtrack in the couple past couple episodes. It's a pretty major component of the show. Yeah. Um, he's also yeah, just carrying flashbacks. around the belt the entire time. Oh yeah, he's definitely just carrying it around, and I was like, "Is anyone gonna notice that or ask him about it?" But that oh. doesn't seem to be an issue. Yeah. So after after like the fighting stuff, though, we forgot to put, put the part where he runs off, and then like he sees himself in like one of like the reflector things, and then pulls off the belt. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a good touch. Good good job. Yeah, his clothes are like a little torn out, but he's otherwise seems fine. Yeah. Uh, that's when the, uh, I don't think she's the CEO. The the lady who runs the extermination team and her secretary? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's where they're watching the footage, and then we find out that Jin used to work there. Yeah. Um, and they're also looking for Haruka, and they bring up that they need to, like, replace the ranks, and, like, yeah, they need better two equipment. Of the extermination team, two of the extermination team died, so they're gonna have to, like, hire new people for that. Yeah. They go through, uh, like, this long list of, like, 
laundry list like business stuff they have to do and they're just like man this is gonna suck this board meeting gonna <laughs> fucking suck i do she has she has a line where she's like i'm gonna be chum in the water which is you know fun imagery that's like part of the theming of the show but uh yeah i see what they did there yeah uh i like uh secretary guy also mentions the kind of interesting note of uh haruka haruka's existence or his status something about him is classified internally like even the other parts of the company don't know about what's going on with haruka yeah so then we we get a cutaway to um to daughter person whose name i don't remember (laughs) um so she is um basically her purpose this episode her name is mizuki by the way um good job me looking that up um her purpose this episode is to look at this like aquarium museum place and be like oh aquariums Haruka she's basically told me about done the aquariums. same thing for three episodes in a row now of like vaguely caring about haruka and being kind of angsty about what's going on with him that's all she has done for three episodes of the show now so yeah like i get it you know give him that human connection but presumably this will go somewhere at some point but it hasn't yet yeah also like the the poster was dated 2016 i'm like oh i did also like the 2016 poster i was like and i'm like that year was like okay till like november yeah remember 2016 <laughs> was like the worst we thought things could get and uh, those were the days yeah um, so, th- so then this ant lady murders a dude. Wait, did the, does that happen before they start the board meeting? Um, it's, it's in my notes and I don't know how that happened. Okay. That's, uh, they introduce the, uh, CEO guy first, but then, yeah, the, yeah, well, I, they... I kind of like the C- the introduction of the CEO is super weird. Cause he's like in a wheelchair, he gets rolled in front of a projector screen and then like, they have a camera pointing at his face that projects his face onto the wall, but also he's partially in the way of the light stream of the projector. I was also immediately like, Omazio, is that you? <laughs> he seems super evil. We're um we're introduced to um the one dude who seems to like uh CEO lady who is head of, like, internal sales and wants to work with the Amazon team. And I'm like, international dude... International sales. Inter- yeah, international sales. I'm like, dude, you do sales. Like, really? <laughs> you think you could be good at this? I assume this is an Umbrella Corporation thing where it's, like, he wants to sell the evil monsters to, uh, like, companies to make money or something. I mean, they don't even have a control on the evil monsters. I don't know if they should be trying to sell it yet. Well, I mean, I never stopped the people in the resident evil games i I feel like this is different (laughs) it seems pretty similar i i mean i suppose you're right in that uh do you have sleeper zombies in resident evil i don't remember sleeper zombies yeah yeah you're right in the you can turn off the uh the evil biology thing in resident evil with a gun which are fairly common and uh there's no real way to deal with the amazons as far as anyone has seen yet also, like, the funny thing is, like, there there were definitely sleeper zombies in Dead Rising. It just wasn't in Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, there were sleeper zombies in that one. Yeah, that's, um, that's what 3 is based on, more or less. I never played uh, any of them past the first one. 
Uh, I actually like three quite a bit. I'm sure they're fun. I just uh, okay. The situation was is is like okay. I was I was playing it at a friend's house, and I got I was like okay, hold on. I just got to power through to the end of the seventy-two hours, and I did it like right before I was about to leave. Then they introduce overtime mode. I was like shit. So I've never and I've never gone back and been like okay, I'll have to just restart from scratch. So that's why I've never played the rest of the Dead Rising series. I mean that's fair. Because I played most of the first one and didn't get to finish it. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, I never finished the first um, Dead Rising because I had a standard definition TV when it came out, so I couldn't read shit. Couldn't read any of the text. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Like, oh man, it's such a very like distinct. It's weird that like that's the game where like that's the biggest problem. <laughs> You still run into it occasionally. At least I do. So then stuff. I played Fantasy Star Universe instead. And like, that that's an, that's an interesting choice in its own right. Is that, is Fantasy Star Universe related to Fantasy Star Online in some way? Um, it's complicated. <laughs> so Anytime I ask anyone about Fantasy Star, it's always just like too hard to explain it's a lot like i love fantasy star but so universe was like if they tried to kind of modernize pso but then like add in a bunch more stuff and like the general take was people didn't super like it but then like they kind of did the portable stuff and people started to get back on board but then they just did pso2 universe okay. is kind of man i don't remember like exact lore stuff but it's more like a retelling of online like a lot of the stuff is still like the aesthetic and stuff is all like still there like newmans still exist and casts are still there but they like universe added like um the furry people they have like a real name or something i can't remember it for the life of me right now um, you know, there's there's two things that I primarily know about Fantasy Star. One is is that I remember there was a cover to EGM that had Fantasy Star Online, and it had like a guy in a purple, like Tokusatsu type costume. And I remember that design and always strongly associated with Fantasy Star Online. Oh, Chris, that's a robot. Yeah, I figured it was a. Ro- it looked kind of like a robot, so that makes sense. I, yeah, I figured that's... it was a guy in a suit or a robot. You know. Yeah, that's uh, a the other thing cast. is is I know that it was what the third game was Operation C A R D. Oh, and the they third, had the third Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, yeah, yeah episode it, card. Just because I I kind of like the <laughs> the cojones of saying that there's a of uh, being of putting like this is a card game in the title of the your thing with like a an acrostic for a second i thought you were trying to talk about the third game in the fantasy star series like original and i'm gonna be like but that doesn't exist that game never happened i don't know what you're talking about garrett exactly the third fantasy star was made by like the golden axe team and like it's not good Uh, i like golden axe though yeah but then they made a jrpg Uh, they didn't know how to make jrpg no 
Yeah, that's believable. Here's a pretty easy summary of how bad Fantasy Star 3 was fucked up. Within the first 10 minutes of the game, you can soft lock it to the point where the game itself will tell you, please reset me, you've broken time and space, by selling your boots, buying a dungeon escape item, and using it while you're in jail, at which point you will be teleported to earlier in the flagging, and you will see the princess who is kidnapped standing next to a clone of you in the throne room. It's pretty good. Just quality development all around. Like, I don't know, like, Fantasy Star 3 is, like, weird. Like, there's that, and, like, the plot thing. I don't like the plot thing, because it's, like, the thing where, like, it's, like, a fantasy civilization that doesn't know they're just living on a giant spaceship. Oh, yeah? And, like, just fucking lean into the sci-fi. We have so many goddamn fantasy games. <laughs> um, but then but then they did 4, and, like, 4 is, like, fucking amazing. Fantasy Star's neat. I like Fantasy Star. Not really relevant to Amazons at all. Am I getting this mixed? I thought that it was like uh, the Suikoden series, where it was like people liked the first two and then didn't like the third one, but then the next one was great. Is this just a recurring thing, or do I get these mixed up because I've never played these games? Um. No, I thought... I don't know enough about Suikoden to say... But fam- okay, so so anyway, so there's this lady in an apartment in Kamen Rider Amazons. You should yeah. get back to Kamen Rider Amazons. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, and- I'd gladly love to talk about Fantasy Star, like... But yeah, we could probably talk about Amazons. You can tell me more about Fantasy Star and why you love it later. I mean, PSO2 is, like, out in English for free. You could just, like, play that now. Oh, it's for it's a free MMO? That's yeah. cool. Anywho, yeah, so... There's this person checking this fridge for this lady, and then she murders him. Yeah, she called up a maintenance guy, and it's like, the fridge doesn't get cold enough. And then he and opens the fridge, and he's first like, A, it's empty. That's weird. It's like, uh, oh, I meant the freezer, actually. So yeah, he opens the freezer, and there's a hand in a Ziploc baggie in there. And then he gets murdered. Uh, she hugs him first, and then he gets eaten, apparently. During yeah. slash after the hug. Um, so then the extermination team is called in, and like when he answers it, they say it's a rank B, but like the the screen like surely clearly shows rank A. And I'm like, okay, okay, show. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I, I also was like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's just weird. They weren't matching what it said. Or I just read it wrong entirely possible um and then they're like sad that like you know one third of their team's dead but they're like hey more money though yeah the boss is like i already requested them to send more people but you know gonna have to make do then there is an egg scene with uh Jin, he's where he's healing hard-boiled eggs and also is aware that the extermination team is heading out again so he, he packs up his hard-boiled eggs to go Yes, egg pouch even. Um, but then, it it seems he's been duped because uh, they find the tracking thing on the truck, and the boss guy's like, "Yeah, we just like spoofed a signal to like fix that part." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." And then they're like, "But we also didn't get good coordinates, and this is an apartment complex. How are we supposed to find a fucking Amazon in an apartment complex?" 
they they say uh we can't evac we can't shut down the whole apartment complex and like you can't you can't evacuate a whole apartment complex pretty I sure mean, you can it looks big and troublesome just like turn pull the fire alarm or something i mean but spoilers for all amazons anyway yeah, they, they will be revealed to all the Amazons, but they only think there's one Amazon at this point. They do. And, like, apparently, like, Mamo can, like, sense activated Amazons. Because, like, he senses the Queen Lady and, like, is, like, a radar to her, so. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that when she ate that guy, like, her felt her face turned all melty before she uh, she ate him. Well, I think just, like, half her face is, like, disfigured. Oh, Garrett, I'm I'm looking at this uh, the code for the the thing again. It definitely says Type A Rank B. That's dumb. But okay. I, they haven't said what the types are so far, so but it's worth 130 points. I mean, Type Ant, Chris. <laughs> get it, Ant A. I, I do get it. Right, so they they head into the. Uh, uh, yeah, they head into the apartment complex trying to figure out where the monster is. The lady is calling for more maintenance guys to get sent up so that she can continue eating them. I thought that was pretty funny, honestly. I don't think the first guy was maintenance. I think he was, like, from outside. Well, right. I, I mean, I assume that there are just multiple maintenance systems that she's just calling people up to look at. Yeah, which, like, I feel like they they have to catch on after a while <laughs> yeah i would think after a couple i mean maybe if they maybe the building contracts each type of maintenance to a different company that specializes in it right but yeah you'd and run out of ma- well i mean okay i guess after four or five guys you would run out of companies to call for maintenance yeah but then i was like well what if this is after she converted the whole building and like at that point she's done like a hundred of them so like so on and so forth right but anyway, so instead of seeing the dramatic conclusion of that scene, we're going to talk about some budget complications. Oh man, I love fucking budget computations. <laughs> like, this is like some Shin Godzilla shit. I actually did, was genuinely interested in this. Uh, I did, okay, th- this is probably part of the me being old thing, but I thought that the, uh, the board members giving the lady shit about going over budget on her monster suppression was the most exciting thing that happened in this episode. <laughs> You're not wrong. Also, so, like, is I'm there like a, old. Is there a video game where you can just, like, run an evil corporation you have to, like, figure out your evil budget? Um, I want to play it. I thought that was... Wasn't that the premise of, like, those Overlord games or whatever? Yeah, no. I want it to be, like, more corporate. Oh, yeah, like, more distanced from, from what the evil that you're doing? No, I, I just, like, distinctly want it to be, like, board meetings and, like, suits and shit, rather than, like, being a monster. Right, right. I, I see what you're saying. If you, uh... I started playing that, uh... Is that what Evil Genius is about? What'd you say? Evil Genius, that game? I don't know, I haven't played that one. I, I was playing um that Dr- the Jurassic Park Evolution game that came out fairly recently, and that one's kind of fun because it's a relatively normal RTS park-style management game, except Jeff Goldblum is there, and he's constantly like, this is a bad idea. You should stop doing this. I think that we're going to cause things to fuck up, and it's going to be extremely bad. 
So it's just like, why are you here, Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> You're just being extremely negative the entire time. I mean, that sounds pretty entertaining, to be honest. It It is actually kind of hilarious, yeah. And he's not wrong, so, you know. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we're talking about, like, budget cuts and, like... People are upset that the lady's going over her Man. her monster um her monster like extermination budgets and like that You know you know something that just occurred to me? What occurred to you? They they've been giving out the Warhammer forty K license to all sorts of companies to make different like different games based in that setting now. I would love a game where you play as a Necron spreadsheet manager and you like determine where to distribute your evil ancient Egyptian resources. I, I I feel like if you did that, that'd have to be like an Imperium game. I mean, yeah, the Imperium obviously are more bureaucratic, but it would be funnier to do one of the more directly evil people. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but like, like the dark, like the Chaos Marines or the Dark Eldar that are just absurdly evil. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mm, like Imperium like management sim does sound kind of fun. That that would be kind of hilarious. Yeah. It just have to be like the Space Marines are harassing you again. I think that's the thing that they do. I don't know much Warhammer for you. I bet with every time the Sisters of Battle ask for anything, they're always extremely melodramatic and yelly about it. Uh is that the one lady Space Marine group? Yeah, that's the lady Space Marines with all the fire. I thought the Salamanders were the one with all the fire. Uh the Sisters of Battle do a lot of fire too. Anyway, Warhammer 40k aside. Yeah, weird weird thought aside. Um, so yeah, we we have some bureaucratic stuff. They're like, you're bad at your management. And then like they start giving her shit. And then the CEO's just like, all of you, shut up. Amazon sales are the future of this company. And everybody's like, sorry, boss. But we also don't have infinite money. Yeah, the the guy like the the guy who's mainly challenging her management of the situation is like, look, it would clearly be better to just go to the public and admit what's happened here, uh, to save our our resources. And uh, the CEO interjects and is like, uh, no, uh, more than covering our asses on the PR department or you know managing our resources carefully, we need to keep Amazon cells proprietary. That's I, I actually really, like, that was a really cool moment to me. It was my favorite bit in this episode. Just the, this guy, his primary concern being, we have to lock down our intellectual property. Being the main thing that keeps this conflict going is very real in, like, a fucked up way. We have to lock down our flesh-eating virus. Right. And at this point, I was like, okay, well, I kind of was thinking of these people as a stand-in for Amazon, but now I think they might be a stand-in for Monsanto. That's fair. Oh, yeah, because then, and, like, the lady has, like, all these, like, quote-unquote excuses. She's like, well, like, well, the Amazon's, like, you know, they're they're starting to awaken more, so, like, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, we had some murders. Uh, that, One of that the extermination team turned out to be an Amazon because they're super good at hiding as people now. Yeah, and they're and yeah. Well, she has to spin that because like she says that, and they're just like, "You did what now? <laughs> you hired one of them? What the hell?" And she's like, "Well, that's just to show that how easy that they can, you know, yeah, uh, infiltrate and stuff." And then and then Marmaru breaks through the door. Yeah, yeah. Now Marmaru's here. 
no, yeah, now Hark is here, and uh, his arm is turned into a green monster arm, and he's like, what am I? So, and all of the corporate guys are like, holy fucking shit, we're all gonna die. Okay, so, th- there's a lot to unpack with, like, who goes where. Um, like, <laughs> so, most of just, like, the other board people, like, go huddle in a corner to be afraid. The international sales guy is just sitting in his chair going, like, huh, this is interesting. Right. And the boss is just, like, whatever. <laughs> I I I don't think the boss is in the same room as them, so Maybe? I guess he's not in any direct danger. Yeah, he's just like not a thing anymore, really. There's also a bit where Haruka, when Haruka transforms his arm, there's like a heat wave that blasts off of him and scatters everyone. It like makes some some guy has a water in a cup that boils. Yeah. I I think don't they like match cut it to um either Mamo or like the ant lady turning to which was pretty neat oh yeah yeah that's i was definitely uh wondering like wouldn't the pressure wave from the heat differential knock over the cup before it boiled the water but... ah science and shit yep so that's happening he goes on for a bit and just like what what even happening what am i Mom, and everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, as soon as Haruka walks into the room, Mom Lady, like, freezes up for a good ten minutes here. It it feels like a legit ten minutes. Yeah, it's very, it, it's, like, funny, but also extremely believable in a way. She's just like, shit, how in the world am I going to talk my way out of this situation? The, the gears are turning the entire time. Right, right. She's coming up with a plan. She's got to spin this one. Because they're just like, Mom, also he's an Amazon? And then, and then like, the assistant walks in. He just, like, walks past him. And everybody's like, well, do something. And he's just like, no, whatever. It's just fucking Haruka. It's fine. <laughs> There's also a bunch of scenes because um, cause Haruka goes over to stand at the front at, like, the head of uh, the board meeting table. And that's, it's directly in front of the wall that the CEO's is projected on. So there are lots of scenes of, like, close-ups on Haruka with the eyes of the CEO, like, looking out over his shoulders up close. Right. So that's pretty cool. Some yeah. good imagery there. So this part's kind of match cut with, like, the extermination group going up and starting to get into a fight with Ant Queen Lady. Because... All of like the other department heads make the assistant call the extermination group, right? <laughs> twice, twice, mind you. And the second time, like they're in the middle of trying to fight this ant lady. Yeah, they it... just don't answer the phone the first time. The second time, they're like, "We're busy." It, well, the second time, they're like, "Fuck off, we're busy." <laughs> and then the guy's just like, "Well, it seems like they're they're doing something else right now." I like how after the lady turns into the ant and starts fighting Mamoru, the sniper rifle dude looks in the fridge and is like, oh, there's a head wrapped in plastic in here. And like, we, we already knew she was the ant. I'm not really sure we need to do further establish that. You know, we we had to use our gore budget more. Yeah, I, I, I guess it is. Uh, it's pretty creepy to see a head wrapped in saran wrap like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love the secretary guy. Just uh, like he, they, uh, they're yelling at him over the phone. So he like holds the phone away from his head and is just like, "The extermination team is preoccupied." 
Yeah. And then and then mom's like, "All right, here's the plan." <laughs> okay. So actually, he's not an escaped Amazon. He's an Amazon that we got to help the extermination team. <laughs> and and Haruka's not even just like what? Haruka's just like so human though. I'm human though, right? She's like eh. Well, he he asks if Amazons are human. There is a distinction here. Yeah, I, and she's like, just uh, just don't worry about it. Well, she's like, it's it's okay. I understand you having this question. However, it's not the question whether that Amazons are human. It's the question that you are human. And I like to think you are. So, uh, go, now, go work for me, please. Now go get in the giant robot and fight the angel. <laughs> yeah so the at that point the secretary shuffles haruka out of the room and gives him the uh motorcycle that we were talking about earlier yep that looks like it was explicitly designed for james yeah and then he's just like i can't drive that and he's like yeah amazon researcher maybe he actually uh maybe he made this for himself maybe the guy's just like, oh, whatever, it's synchronized with Amazon, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, because Hark is like, I have no idea how to drive a motorcycle. Just, just don't worry about it. It's fine. It, 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 makes, uh, it makes monster noises and shit when you rev it. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, honestly. It, it's like absurdly goofy in a show that's like super serious everywhere else. Yeah, when they reveal the bike and then like... They they rev it and it makes monster noises. It's definitely a real moment of like, okay, I, I'm glad that they knew not to take this too seriously when they were like, let's make a writer show for adults. Yeah, because if you try to take it too seriously, you're just gonna fundamentally break the premise. Well, that's true too. <laughs> I, it also just like kind of reminds me. Did you get far enough in Gaim to where there is like the soda riders? No, I did not. I got to the point where they introduced the acorn guy. I, I think okay. that was like, that and then there was like a chef. Early. I think there was yep. a chef who was like pretty gay coded, but also yep. was a bad writer, maybe. Yep. I think that was as far as I watched it. So anyway, you remember though that like all of the transformations have like a thing at the end, like banana arms was like knight of spear and stuff. Right. Yes. That was canonically coded in by the person who made the belts, and his belt is the only one that does it for the Soda Riders. It's such a good touch. Huh. Yeah, that is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> I, I actually really like when they have stuff like, uh, when they make the belts like a technology that someone made that gives it a, a function and personality. I, I don't know. I just think that's more fun that way. Watch build build so good. It was kind of, that was kind of what I liked in Kiva early on, where it's like the belt is a thing that'll talk to you and has opinions about stuff, but then oh, they, they drop that. You'd also like drive. You'd like build. Um, let's see, One of the couple things in Zio that I was like, yeah, they could have done more with that, but honestly, like, there's too many things going on in Zio. They they didn't really have time for that. That's fair. Um. So anyway, so Haruka drives the bike to the place where um, 
Mamo's about to get murdered, but then Haruka, like, jumps yeah. through the window. The ant, ant queen tackles him onto a bed and, like, jams her, like, spear grasper things into his back and is about to, like, you know, chow down on him when Mamoru busts through the window and punches her. And everybody else is just like, is he on our side now? Yeah, uh, maybe? Like, he doesn't talk to, like, try to explain or anything. Right. And we know that he, like, can talk in that form, so. Right. And he's fighting a lady, so maybe he's just, he's too busy right now. You know, but then the lady runs off and seemingly disappears. Uh, and did, then... When did, uh, when did Haruka get a, an armband, by the way? Did that happen in a previous episode? Yeah, Jin gave him? it to him. Jin gave him one? Okay. Yeah. I guess it's been a while since we watched the last one. Uh, Lady runs off, and it's quiet, and Shotgun Guy has to be like, isn't it weird that it's quiet? Yeah, they're like, shouldn't we be disturbing people with all this noise? Then they're like, wait a minute, there were people around before we walked into that room. Where are they? Yeah. And then they they get a call, and they're like, there's a bunch more Amazon signals, and they're like, (laughs) where? And they're like, actually, where you are. They look down at their little radar thingy, and it, like, lights up with a ton of little red dots all around the building. So. Yeah. Yeah, they say it's 183 new signatures. So, um, hopefully they're wimps, and the the crappy Amazon guns can destroy them, or maybe Haruka get a real workout next episode. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, presumably Jen's gonna show up at something, too. Maybe. I don't know. They, they duped them real good. He drove his bike out into the middle of, like, a pier or something. Yeah, I mean, they're probably fine. Like, colony colony workers, they're they're probably a crappy ranking. But yeah, like, uh, some people stick their head out the, uh, out the doors, and, uh, they turn into more Amazons. And then there's a- they do, like, the zombie movie thing where, like, a ton of the Amazons start walking out of the doors of the apartment complex. Yeah. And then the group's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so Haruka gets, he gets all ready to go. He's like, crouched down, does this like, ah, oh, gonna fight now pose. And that's when the episode cuts out. Yep. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty fun one. Uh, I want to see more weird corporate stuff. Oh, on. man, I want so much more weird corporate stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, this is a podcast on the internet at journey3.duckcast.com where there's links to our Twitters, the network's Twitter, there's like some email stuff, all all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know if I have anything else for the week. Did you have anything else you needed to talk about? Nope. I don't even know what we're doing next time yet. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Sounds good. Um, until next time, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do I have a sign off this week? Oh, watch out for those flesh eating cells. You know, don't want to get any of those in you. Also, Chris, you were over budget this month. Ah, oh, shit. I've got a good reason. I promise. <laughs> Fair enough.